is revolutionizing recruitment with Kathleen Duffy. The art of attracting, acquiring, and retaining talent. Here's Kathleen. Welcome back to my conversation with industry thought leader and HR technology expert, William Tincup, the president and editor-at-large of Recruiting Daily. William, a lot of clients come to us and ask us to help them find candidates for roles that just don't make sense for our organization. In healthcare, it could be phlebotomists. In manufacturing firms, it could be customer service reps. So give me your advice. How do we help these clients and tell them we're not the right solution, but there is something that they might want to investigate? Right. If it's if it's finding talent, um, I think, you know, outside of LinkedIn talent, uh, LinkedIn recruiter, I think the two preeminent sourcing tools right now are Seekout and uh, HireTool. Um, but the larger question is, okay, well, how do I find these tools and how do I find these applications that make the most sense? Uh, I, would, I would say three different ways. One is your peer group. So asking your peers what they're using constantly. Like, like this should be, this should be an ongoing, you know, what if you use Slack or, or email or, or text, whatever, whatever your, whatever your way that you built your network and you kind of interact with your peers, what are they using? What tech are they using? What are they trying? What are they demoing? What are they piloting? It's just this constant kind of mainlining that information from them of what are they trying and what do they like? What's working? So peers is one uh, of, of a reference that you'd want to use just to find out what technology that they're using. Two, uh, a great source of information is rating sites, actually software rating sites, enterprise software rating sites. Uh, examples in our space would be like uh, G2 or Software Advice, Captera, etc., where they actually explain the categories of software. And then they, because they're rating sites, you know, not like Yelp or, or other ones that you're familiar with, you can then kind of see which ones are getting rated better by users and admins and buyers, etc. So one is it's, it's opening your eyes to what the, the possibilities are. But it's also two. It's starting to get you to understand. Okay, well, if if we're gonna, if we're looking at let's uh, let's say um, an automation tool that let's just do a chatbot. Let's just do a candidate experience chatbot. Yeah, we're looking for those. Okay, well, there's there's forty of those. Well, in the rating sites, they'll explain that that category, but they'll also show you the the forty and then which ones have been ranked higher. And so there's just a wonderful kind of a way to kind of discover what's out there, what's available. And, uh, and you know, then just to start figuring out which, okay, you can't do it all, nor should you do it all. It's picking out the pieces like, what, okay, what do we want to digitalize? What part of our organization and process do we want to transform first? And, and start to pick off little things. And, and the third, uh, and we can get back to it, but the third is is uh, conferences, virtual and on uh, uh, and in person in 2022. There's a ton of HR tech conferences that are in the world where you can actually see practitioners present in how they're using technology, which I think is extremely useful. Is to see somebody your peer, you know, the VP of recruiting at Wayfair. And they're using ideal candidate, uh, you know, uh, to do this part of their recruiting process. 
And so you can see a real person, a real practitioner that really uses uh, a technology and how they use that technology. And so conferences, webinars, um, those are wonderful ways to learn about technology, especially the uses and use cases of, of specific technology. But it's, 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 it's going to be a, a digital transformation of all of the entire part of recruiting, but also into HR and every aspect of it. And again, we're not taking humans out of it. What we're, what we're, what we're doing is reorienting ourselves around where are the most important parts for humans to be. And let's focus on that so that we get our time. We just don't have enough time in the day. And so how do we get our time right? And so we use automation. We use some of these tools to then get our time right so that we can actually spend our human time with other humans doing the most high-valued work. But the question was, how do you find those tools and how do you, how do you figure out like what's to do first? Uh, yeah, peers, rating sites, webinars, conferences, etc. Those are great ways to just discover what's available and you know, start. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Cliche. Mm -hmm. uh, neither, neither will be your transformation of your recruiting function. That's really, it's great. You're actually um, converting me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to talk about your, your, the event that you had, the HRTX. But before I do, sure. I also wanted to talk about, you've written about some software that scans for diversity candidates. Mm -hmm. And with diversity and inclusion, you know, the number one concern for hiring managers right now, 100%. I'd like to know a little bit more about that. The interesting thing, you know, about diversity is I think the, the more you can make it about skills, experience, um, uh, degree certifications, if those things are important, and potentiality. So, so any technology that helps you do that. You know what I'm saying? Like any technology that, that, that helps you uh, depersonalize the resume or the LinkedIn profile. So I don't want to know your name. I don't want to know where you went to college. I don't want to know uh, what certain volunteer activities that you were, were involved in. Like here in the South, I'm in Texas. Um, it is not unusual. In fact, it is really normal for people to put their church on their resume. Mm -hmm. Like that's just normal. Like I volunteer mm -hmm. at so and so. This is a part of who I am, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And like that's normal. That's also something that you should, as a recruiter and hiring manager and as HR, that should never ever be something that's factored into your decision, ever, either positively or negatively. So just never ever be a part of the discussion. So it's rewiring us to think about skills, experience degrees, certifications, and potentiality, and then depersonalizing everything else, and then letting all candidates, second chance candidates, being you know, people that have been to jail, uh, mm -hmm. looking at inclusion in, in all the different ways that we want to look at inclusion, from generations to, to gender and you know, sexual orientation to however you want to cut it. Mm -hmm. But if you make it about skills and experience, degrees and, and, and certifications where it's appropriate and potentiality, you have a great chance of actually creating a diverse and inclusive workforce. But you've got to get to a point and technologies, different technologies can help you do that and help you understand that, okay, 
it's 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 one thing to strip off the name of a resume that's great but if in in that resume it still contains all of the stuff that makes you bias you know and it's weird it's weird biases you know sherm defines hiring bias in seven different ways but there's you know far more every everyone and anyone that's that is not honest with themselves it's it's simple things like my my wife is hiring actually uh, right now and I walked her through this, how you have to depersonalize this and make it about skills and experience. All the questions, just take the job description, pull out the job description and go through the job description, and make questions about the job description. Show me an example where you did this, you know, and, and you know, all the small talk that, that that's the stuff that gets us in trouble. Like, what's your favorite music? Oh, I love classical. Well, I hate classical. Mm-hmm. Well, see, we've already created a bias and we didn't even intend to. We were just creating small talk. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's relearning. It's, it's really unpacking all of our biases because we're all littered with biases and preferences. Right. But it's unpacking that. And for hiring managers, HR, sourcers, recruiters, executives, candidates, everybody involved, it's making it the job itself about skills and experience, degrees, certifications, and potentiality. The more we do that, the more we'll get the outcomes of diversity and inclusion that we want. Nice. So then let's talk about this conference, this event, this HRTX event that you held recently. From what I understand about it, you know, I I sort of like, oh, dang, we missed the boat on that one. But how do you identify the the 15 sourcers and, and really what were some of the biggest takeaways from that event that can really help recruiters today? Well, first of all, I can send you a link. You can watch all the videos. So there's Great. that. So I pro- I programmed this event. And I wanted to do something different. So I went to my friends at Indeed and I said, okay, what are the five most sought after technical positions in the world? And shocking, not shocking, front end developer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, data security, you know, all cloud infrastructure. Okay. All the, all the things that you would know and think to be. And so, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't do one on recruiters. I, I, that'll be the next one. But it's, it's, it's interesting is um, I wanted to create a training event around real jobs. And so I talked to the sourcing community and uh, I have a relatively pretty good network there. And I basically said, okay, I want to do a different type of event is I want three different sourcers to use the exact same job description and show people how they source. So you get to actually see, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want PowerPoint. I want you to tell me how to source from TikTok. I, I want you to actually show me if you're handed this job description for a full stack developer, how do you, how do you go about finding full stack developers? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I went out to, you know, I probably went out to about 30 different sources that, that I know worldwide and told them about this idea. And, uh, the first 15, I wanted a kind of a diverse group. And so, um, and then I basically put them into cohorts of three with the five positions. We broke things up with with software demos in between, but it was a it's live. Like literally, they're showing you. Okay, this just hand this was just handed to me. Hiring manager just sent me this position description. Um, now here's what I do. Here's the search string that I do in LinkedIn. Here's what I do the Boolean string in LinkedIn. Here's what I do, you know, with Seekout. Here's what I do to then message them and communicate with them, etc. Like it took us through their in thirty minutes. They took us through their process. So 15 different sourcers took five positions and showed you literally step-by-step what they do. 
which I thought was fascinating. Again, I programmed it, so mm -hmm. of course I think it's fascinating. But mm -hmm. I thought it was fascinating to see kind of behind the veil, like how mm -hmm. they actually work. I was tired of power, PowerPoint presentations where people would tell me about, you know, how to do something. I want to see how they actually do it. Mm -hmm. And so it was a vastly successful event. Over 4,700 people uh, registered for the event. And all the recordings are live, so you can actually go watch like if you're if you're recruiting for full stack developers, you can go watch three different videos and see how three different people did it and do it. And I and I think that that's that's just great training, which was the idea. Fabulous, I love that. Um, so I know we're we're coming up on the end, you know, close to the end of our conversation. Sure. But I, you know, you've been a podcast host for some time. You've uh, had some some nice little learnings in the beginning yep. of all of this, and and. <laughs> And I know that you've spoken to so many thought leaders. Um, and I'm sure that all the conversations are interesting and engaging, but are there one or two guests that really stand out in your mind? A recent conversation with Marcus Buckingham, I think, mm. was 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 fascinating. I'd seen him speak many times. I, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say I'm best friends with Marcus or anything like that. I know of him, met him several times, etc. Um, but I would say that that conversation, he had done a research study and he was so passionate about the research and he was so passionate about making HR better in a, in a, in a positive way. Like the analytics, it, in fact, the whole bit was about the analytics through the, of, of HR, evaluating HR through the lens of the employee experience, which was just kind of a fascinating way to look at HR. It's like, Instead of looking at it from an executive or board or outcomes or KPIs or the other things, like what is what is the employee experience teaching us about HR and how they need to move and shift and shape and change and this, that, and the other, adapt. And so I found that just fascinating. And so I'd say, Marcus, if you haven't seen him speak, he's wonderful. Yes. Um, that podcast, I learned a lot just about the way that he goes about research and thinking about research and the way that he thinks about trying to make HR better. And it's not in a paternal way. He's, he's really got his heart in the right place. Like he's really he's curious. He's a curious being and he's just down to earth and he's trying to make things better. And I just, I love that. I think the, the other one that really sticks out in my mind is I had the opportunity to, to interview Dan Pink Oh. Uh, uh, at a conference in Amsterdam. And um, I, you know, I asked him what I thought to be a softball question. So, you know, here, here he is, he'd flown over to Amsterdam, you know, he did the, I think he did the closing keynote, did a man, just fantastic job. Shocking, not shocking. He's a wonderful yeah. speaker. And I interviewed him after he got, gets off stage, we sit there talking, we, and it's video interview. So like lights, camera, action, the whole bit. And uh, started off with a soft, what I thought was a softball question. And I said, Dan, every writer thinks in threes. You know, they write a book. They're already thinking about that next book. Now, they might not be doing any research. They might not start putting a structure together. But they're thinking about that next book. So what's, what's your next book? And he goes, William, I'm going to be honest with you. And I'm going to be really, really, I'm just going to be really, really honest. I said, okay. He goes, I don't have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, 
uh, okay. He goes, well, let me explain. I've been on the hamster wheel for a while now with the things that I've been doing. And I just need to, me and my wife, we're going to take six months off. We're going to go to the islands and I'm not going to read. I'm not going to think. I'm going to, you know, watch the, watch the beach, watch the ocean, watch my kids, do this. I'm just not even going to think. And if I'm inspired, great. If I'm not, I'll come back and I'll figure it out. And I'm like, wow. I thought that was going to be a softball. He's going to go, oh, well, yeah, my next my yeah. book, my next book is going to be exploring, blah, 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 blah. And, and he didn't. He was honest. And it was the first time I'd been around someone that prominent that was just brutally honest. Like, yeah, don't have an idea. You're like, <laughs> don't you're have like a clue. the rest of us. You're like the I'm rest like, of exactly. us. That's exactly what went through my mind. I'm like, wait a minute. This sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. Yeah. A wonderful great. man. Uh, both of them great experiences and, and for different reasons. And yeah. I just, I love the humility and honesty of Dan in that moment. And also, I, I appreciate Marcus's humility and also his passion for making HR better. So who's on your bucket list? You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I find interesting people in really, really weird places. Like I interviewed a CHRO of a small company in California right at the beginning of the pandemic. And uh, no one would know her. I, I got introduced to her through a friend of a friend of a friend, one of those deals. And I talked with her and I learned more from her in one conversation than I think I've learned in a year. Mm. And so I, I've kind of, I, my, my grandfather taught me this actually. He said, you know, you, you, can, you can learn from anybody if you're aware. If you open yourself up and you're aware, like you can be in an elevator and you can learn something. You mm -hmm. just got to be open for it. It's mm -hmm. when you close yourself for it, that's when you don't learn things. And uh, he was he was right, of course. Um, but I've I've found that you know creating a list for me, um, it, I I you you get disappointed with some of your heroes, right? Like I'd love mm -hmm. to interview you know some of the people that, that are that are my heroes, right? But I'm also kind of fearful that in interviewing I find out that they're not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that they're not superheroes. Like I have them in my mind, right? Mm -hmm. And they're mm -hmm. not as thoughtful or they're not as cool or they're not as interesting or intriguing as, as maybe I have them in my mind. And so I'd like to keep them in my mind that way and not, not destroy that. But I find uh, really, really compelling people in really, really weird and, uh, and, and not sophisticated places. That's great. Well, you know, this has been a great conversation. I've certainly learned a lot. But before we go, William, for anyone that's been living in a cave or on the beach and not reading or listening to podcasts in the past few years, what are the best ways for people to get in touch with you? So, yeah, you can easily reach me at william at tincup.com, but I'm super open to networking on any of the social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera. Uh, but, yeah, I'd love to. First of all, Kathleen, thank you so much for having me on as a guest. It's been fun. It's been a great conversation and I've just thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I have too. And I um, appreciate you joining us and I really wish you and your, your family the best of the holiday season. And of course, all the best as we enter our new year. That's right. Let's have a better year in 2022. Amen. His name is William Tincup. 
He is the president and editor-at-large of Recruiting Daily. And that's it for this episode of Revolutionizing Recruitment. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, make sure you take a second to subscribe so you automatically get my new shows when they drop. Also, if you have a minute, I'd love if you left me a review so more folks like yourself can discover the show. Until next time, take care. This has been Revolutionizing Recruitment with Kathleen Duffy. To connect with Kathleen or to learn more about recruitment research, go to duffygroup.com.